0: That's it. That's... <laughs>
1: How can you set the table with a long, protracted "That's me" and not expect me to follow suit?
0: I don't know what I expect from you anymore, but it's very little. That's really the, what it comes <laughs> well, down to. Apparently, the podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship issues in ten minutes or less. How are you doing tonight, Steve?
1: I am flummoxed, is how I'm doing tonight.
0: We were having a discussion before our last podcast about how certain other professional podcasts out there plan their <laughs> content a year to a year and a half in advance, and we don't even chat before we hit record. There is zero groundwork that goes into this. We can't even coordinate on our openings. So that's oh. that's how you know this is all. This is all organic.
1: And then we regret chatting afterwards.
0: Oh, the regret is what makes it count. <laughs> that's, that's how you know it's real. You can hear it in both of our voices. But what I don't regret is the great listener question we got nice. this week. Here it is. Earlier this year, our daughter came home with a stray cat. While we were not interested in adding another pet to our small menagerie, uh, Kitty's sweet and laid-back temperament quickly softened even this cat-hater's heart. Soon he was a full-fledged member of the clan. Uh, But even winning the heart of our our pit bull mix. Two weeks ago, we had him spayed, which seemed to trigger some unknown uh, pathogenic disease. And after exhausting our options, it seemed he was an organ failure. We had to make the decision to humanely put him down. We are heartbroken. My wife constantly second guesses herself, the vet and me, not in an angry or resentful way. And we've all had a good cry. Even so, our thoughts constantly turn to him as we expect him to simply be there and he's not. Clearly, grief has beset our household, and I know this will ease as time goes on but i 'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas for easing the grieving process, especially for pets. We all seem to have a good support system when a human member passes away, but pets can often feel uh, like equals to humans to some, and to support our uh, and to our support the support network is often thin uh, when we lose our fur babies. All right, Steve, take it away
1: mm. <laughs> this one hits home that uh i think you're aware our dog died last uh september i think and uh, quite suddenly on the road in chicago and my wife was alone with our son like i was on the road somewhere else and so it was it was bad juju for a while and i agree both in terms of experience but also in terms of research that losing a pet is it puts you through that grieving process the same as losing a family member. And grief and depression chemically are identical. So people seem to want a partial grief away from like true diagnosable clinical depression. But chemically, they're the same thing, except grief is more acute than depression is. But it fe- the point is it feels the same. Like, uh, subjectively, it is a clinical depression you're going through. Now, the good news is there are things that you can do to kind of work through the grief, and we did everything we knew how to to help, particularly my wife. Like, she was just ruined for a while. That dog was her baby and was really close to her. So she went through a much longer process than I did. I had a bad couple days, and she had a bad month and a half. But we did things like uh, just do... we. uh, we had the dog cremated because we were in Chicago and uh, the guy who cremated our dog I wish I could give him a plug because we do get a lot of listens on this show, but man he was great. He uh, went above and beyond and I think it really helped my wife, even though it made her cry in the short run, she is still doing what he set up, which is uh, he made like little pendants with the dog's some of the dog's hair in it he uh, put the ashes in different things and I think that helped her kind of feel still connected even though the dog had died so those things she's uh, kind of putting around the house and making uh, different uh, like fixtures for the house out of and sort of homage to the dog. But uh, ultimately, the way you get over one is to, at some point, get another one. But, but the grief...
0: <laughs> you did. It. I was, that was going to be my whole thing. I thought I was going to be heartless and say, replace the dog, and you went there anyway.
1: Well, the problem is you can't replace it too soon. Uh because it gets it gets confusing, and people do have to go through the grieving process, and it 's sort of cliche when people say, "Well, I never really grieved my father 's death or my mother 's death." There is something to that, that uh, all of us have to breathe. You still have to go to work, you still have to mow your lawn. So you can't live in that grief. You've gotta bob for air, but if you completely avoid thinking about it, it never truly goes away and it impacts your decision making in the future. So it did. It, it took time to breathe. And uh, my wife, it took four months and then she said, I'm ready to get another dog. And I was like, done and done, and we got another dog. And that's really like uh, this dog has now filled that space in her heart that needed to have a dog in it. And for the letter writer, I would say, ultimately, <laughs> even though I like how you set it up that you want to know part of the cat and then you love the damn cat, I think that's what ends up happening. They're part of the family. You will get another cat at some point because you're, uh, was it your daughter, your daughter who was heartbroken, like she's going to want another cat. Your wife's going to want a cat. And you'll probably get another cat. And you'll, you'll hate to love this cat too. But in the meantime, I would say, just that if you, I don't know how old your daughter is, but it may help her to like write a letter to the deceased cat. Just kind of say what she wishes she would have said. With your wife, the hardest part for her is going to be getting over that guilt stuff. Like, if I'd have done this, what if we'd have done that? Is it the freaking vet's fault? Like, there's going to be anger. All of the stages of what's called the Kubler-Ross stages of grief and loss will be moved through. That's uh, DABDA is the acronym. So, let's see, what is it? Um, denial. Uh, Anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And you don't move through those in a straight line. You kind of cycle your way through. But eventually acceptance kind of hits you like a wave on the shore and everything kind of starts moving forward again. But uh, I feel bad for your wife. This is something that's a natural part of getting a pet. Like you kind of know you're going to outlive your pet, but it doesn't make it any better. It sucks. But she'll get over it and uh, you'll get another cat. But in the meantime, kind of treat it like... We do things in memory of the cat just to make sure that we solve our own struggles with mortality and loss. So I don't know if that's a good answer, but that's what worked for us.
0: That was very poignant and heartfelt. And if I were smart, I would just end the podcast right there. But I'm going to go ahead and do some talking. Pets are pets are dangerous because uh, they remind us that we can that we, one we're mortal, uh, but two they remind us that we're replaceable. And, and the truth is that even though like that cat came in and it was a very special cat to you, I mean chances are any cat you bring home is gonna, you're going to eventually fall in love with it. It's going to be special to you. We just—that's what human beings do. We project onto things. We get attached. We love them, and that's why it hurts so much because we get really, really, really attached to things. And mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I think I think that ultimately um, you just kind of keep a carousel of cats going. I mean, you're just you're going to keep outliving them, and uh, and you're going to get attached each time, maybe a little bit less. I'm I'm kind of a bad person. I don't get super attached to pets, even though I've had a lot of them roll through my house. I had a dog that died a few years ago, uh, and he was like he was a good disposition dog, but he was also an awful dog and uh, I like go, oh, he, I, I've gone on my dog rant before but basically he would he would pee on my back porch like he would go out to the yard to poop and then he would come back in and he would always pee on the enclosed back porch and in the winter it would freeze and I would have ice pee and I would have to shovel it out and the amount he peed was ungodly and he did it out of spite and like spite. and I, pay, I gave that dog medicine I paid for his medical care he had procedures like I paid for him for forever I did not have him put down and he lived all the way up till he died of natural causes and not a moment too soon. So... (laughs) But I I get there are a lot of people who are, you know, I, I took care of him, but at the same time, like, I was not devastated when that dog died. Not at all. So maybe maybe I'm just a bad person. I don't bond correctly to animals. But I do recognize that the, the emotions people people feel when the, a pet goes away, uh, they are legitimate. And the, the letter writer is correct about the Thin Support Network because when you have a pet die, you're going to run into a world full of heartless people like me who just don't fully grasp the pain you're going through. They don't get that on an emotional level. What you're feeling probably is just as serious as if you were having a friend or a close family member die. Because the feelings of love you had, uh, you know, they were real. The the endorphins going through your brain, the, the emotions pumping through your body, they they get it, you get attached. It's the same reason why, uh, you know, people, when they yell at their kids, they get the names of the pet mixed in there, because the brain kind of <laughs> lumps them together in the category of things that you love. And then when you're yelling at things that you love, you just pull something out of that category. So, If you've ever tried to try to yell at a kid and you've pulled a pet's name out there, that's exactly why, because that pet is fully a member of your family. Uh, so yeah, I think you're doing the right thing. Take your time you know, and grieve appropriately, but definitely get a new cat. I think it'll be, it'll be better for everybody. And you don't want like for there for forever to be like, Oh, that's where the cat used to be. Like you don't want it forever to be a sad story. Kind of like if somebody passes away in your own life, eventually you have to move on, but you move on in real life by going out and making new friends and making new connections. And, and, you know, in, uh, with a pet, you just, you go to the humane society or the, the animal shelter and you get a, you get a new cat that needs a second chance. And chance Chances are the new pet's going to be great as well, and uh, and then the process begins anew. Uh, any closing thoughts, Steve?
1: I was just thinking as you were talking. My dad is kind of wired like you, like, uh, but my mother got a cat. I was I had moved out of the house, so I was. It was like God, this had to be thirty years ago now. And uh, my dad was so against getting a cat, and he ended up loving that cat more than their dog. And so <laughs> I think. We are not cat people. My wife and I are both allergic to their dander. But I, I just know us, and if we got a cat, we'd end up liking the damn thing anyway.
0: That's that's how the animals get you. That's how they've evolved to have us take care of their every whim. Like we think we're in <laughs> charge, but we're the ones that are scooping their poop and feeding them. Like they've, they are they are evolutionarily designed to just make us suckers. Well, if yeah. you <laughs> if you would like to uh, take advantage of us here uh, and our expertise, <laughs> we're gonna transition. I'm doing what I can. <laughs> Send in those questions to uh, James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. It does not have to be a marriage question. It can be uh you know boyfriend, girlfriend, parent, pet, whatever you have. Send it in and we'll try to solve it in 10 minutes or less. This has been another episode of 10 minutes to save your marriage and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.